Our first reading for this evening is from Deuteronomy chapter 8. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks, streams, and deep springs gushing out into the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord, your God, for the good land God has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe God's commands, laws, and decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, And when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. God led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. God brought you out, you water out of the hard rock. God gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something that your ancestors had never known, to humble and test you so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember, the Lord your God, for it is God who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms God's covenant which God swore to your ancestors as it is today. Here ends our first reading. Please stand for the gospel. The Holy Gospel this evening is from Luke chapter 17. Now on Jesus' way to Jerusalem, he traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As Jesus was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When Jesus saw them, he said, Go, show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then Jesus said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Congregation may be seated. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations in our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our God, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. It was a tradition at the Lutheran camp I worked at in college to make a Thanksgiving dinner on the evening when people return from being out on trail. Now, my very first summer, I only went out on trail two times, and we seemed to have Thanksgiving dinner a lot. 
But my second summer, I was out almost the entire summer. And when I was out on trail, I would spend five days and four nights out in the wilderness, hiking all day long, carrying extraordinary amounts of weight on my back. And when we would sit down to eat in the evenings, there was just enough to make it around our circle. Now, if you know me or have eaten with me, you might know that I have a very healthy appetite. So I would be the one who would be looking in the bottom of the pot, and if a camper said, I'm still hungry, I would be like, oh, all right. There was seldom seconds, and we would fight over who got to take the plastic Ziploc bag that we made the pudding or the strawberry mousse in, which we did have on trail, and got to lick the outside of the bag or the inside of the bag. I won it sometimes. It was extraordinary. I spent that almost entire summer hungry. I would sneak out into the woods with my snack that I would bring for myself, and I would gobble it up because I didn't want to share. And so when I would return to base camp, and I knew that there was a Thanksgiving meal awaiting me, let me tell you, I was happy. That brown roasted turkey, which I really don't care that much about, but those mashed potatoes, the stuffing, and we had chocolate cake. And there was more than enough for seconds or thirds. And so I knew when I sat down for that meal how grateful I was. I felt it to the very essence of my being, and it whispered in my ear, this meal is a gift from God. The memories of those Thanksgiving meals at camp are very different than the way I feel about the meal I will eat tomorrow. Largely because I haven't spent an entire week being hungry for it. If you're anything like me, and I think a lot of Americans, we're trying to strategize how we won't overindulge, right? Perhaps you've already worked out in your mind what your exercise schedule will be tomorrow so you can go back for the second helpings. I made it to the pool three times this week in preparation. And we worry, right? Not so much about saying thanks be to God for all this, but instead we say, or at least I do, pace yourself, child. There's a lot of food ahead of you. And I wonder if at times we overlooked this extraordinary gift that we've been given. That we fail to recognize that spread that someone has made with so much love and attention that we know we'll probably eat too much of and kind of regret for at least a few minutes. That we missed something really important an opportunity to give thanks, an opportunity to recognize that every meal is a gift from God, that every day is a gift. And sometimes we need to stop, to see, to turn around and acknowledge with gratitude what we've been given. I think Thanksgiving is one of those opportunities where we do this pretty well. We do it pretty well in the sense that we look and see the people who might not have. 
And I've been paying attention all this week while I've heard about people picking up food baskets or food bags to give to people who are hungry. I know that tomorrow churches and community centers will be opened as people have baked and roasted turkeys and are ready to serve anyone who is hungry, anyone who is lonely, and they welcome them in so that they will eat and have enough and be satisfied. There are churches that go out and bring meals to people who are working on the holidays to say that I see you and I want you to know that what you're doing is important. And for all of this at Thanksgiving time, I say thanks be to God. But I do recognize the challenge that we face, especially we, those of you who might be a little bit like me, who have enough who are seldom hungry. I confess that sometimes I open my fridge and my kids aren't the only one who look inside a fairly full fridge and say, there's nothing to eat in here. I mean, have any of you done that? And I confess that too often I take for granted all that I've been given. In our first lesson this evening, Moses warns the people of Israel of this very behavior. He describes in intricate details what this land that they are about to walk into will be like. And it sounds incredible, doesn't it? Brooks and streams and gushing water, wheat and barley, olive oil, honey, pomegranate, and bread enough to satisfy every belly. Anyone else getting hungry? Don't worry, there's bread out there. Enough to satisfy every belly. And the people have walked in the wilderness long enough that when they get there, they are indeed grateful. They do indeed recognize this gift that they've been given from God, but God warns them be careful. It won't take long before you become complacent before you fail to see the gifts that have been given, before you start to think that I earned all this, and you stop giving thanks. Be careful, Moses warns, that you fail to see that the food that you eat, the land that you live in, on the family that you have, everything has been given to you as a gift from God. I've been racking my brain thinking about thanksgivings in my life, those ones that stand out in my mind. Do you maybe have one, a thanksgiving that is more memorable than the others? And as I've been thinking about this, and I hope you'll share with me during our our time of fellowship what, what thanksgiving you remember, as I've been thinking about my own, I've recognized that it seldom has to do with how good the turkey was, how wonderfully the bread or the pies turned out, or anything along those lines. Instead, the thanksgivings that sit at the forefront of my mind are the ones in which something was usually missing, and it had nothing to do with the food. Probably my most memorable Thanksgiving is the one that we celebrated in Chicago when we had a baby in the hospital. 
And I remember that entire day going to the hospital, talking to the administrator on the, on the telephone, and being with the nurses, and in every moment giving thanks. Thanks be to God for the woman who answered the phone. Thanks be to God for the nurse who greeted and cared for my child. Thanks be to God for the security guards who were there in the evening when we came back. That Thanksgiving, we did sit down and eat with friends who had welcomed us to their table. And being a guest at someone else's table felt different. They served oysters. Who does that? But outside of that, I gave thanks that these individuals said, I see you. We want you here. You're welcome. And so I stopped and saw the gifts that were given and gave thanks to God. The other Thanksgiving that sticks out in my head is the one that I was so angry at it was a year after my grandfather died, and we didn't connect with the larger family. So it was my mom and dad, my sister and I. It was just us. And I looked at them with a lot of disappointment. Like, this is it? My dad put on a suit coat, but, I mean, I think he wore sweatpants, too. And I thought, this has got to change. And what I recognized was how much I had taken for granted those other Thanksgivings that had gone before me. I missed my grandma's homemade whipped cream on the pies, and I missed the bickering amongst the cousins, and I missed all of those ordinary things that didn't seem that extraordinary at the time, but were when they were gone. These ordinary events in our lives that kind of point out to us all that we have indeed allow us to be grateful in a new way. They allow us to stop for a moment, to see, and to give thanks. And that's exactly what I think this day is about. It is taking that time to stop to acknowledge everything we have has been given to us from God and to see those many blessings in our lives. To see like the Samaritan leper did, the gifts that have been given, that this gift of healing, the gift of love, the gift and power of God is worth stopping for. It's worth turning around during our day, falling to our knees and giving thanks. And so let's do that tonight. Give thanks for all that we have given from God. Amen.